0: Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Shouldn't it be All Things Kenobi? Hmm. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren.
1: And I am your host, Leanne. And as always, thank you, James Arnold Taylor, for providing our intro. Once again, we will never tire of thanking you because we will never tire of hearing your wonderful Kenobi voice on our podcast.
0: So this week we have a very fun and somewhat controversial subject we're going to tackle.
1: Yes, and a highly requested episode all around.
0: It is. We've been asked to uh, tackle this subject a few times, and it's a subject I get questions about constantly on my Tumblr is Corky Kreese also a Kenobi? I have my theories.
1: <laughs> I think everyone has their theories.
0: <laughs> Anybody who's obsessed with Obi Wan and Satine has an opinion on this. So we're kind of gonna just go through some theoretical questions because this is a this is never addressed in canon. It no. is completely like a fan based obsession. Yes. Dave Filoni has alluded to it, but has never, like, been very explicit about it. Which adds to the mystery. It does, because he's always kind of, like, sidestepping the question. Which means he knows something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't (laughs) avoid the question if there's nothing to avoid in the answer, am I right? (laughs) Exactly. He said something in an interview, which I will link in my Tumblr, and I'll link it on our blog post on our website about this episode. He said... I will keep my own counsel on what I think. And he didn't even say explicitly that it was OBT that he was talking about. He just was kind of like, I have my own ideas of what happened there and basically got shot down. And not so,
1: only that, but is that not the best response ever for someone to give in this, <laughs> in this realm? Yeah, of- talk
0: about the negotiator. Yeah, exactly. Like this guy's a diplomat. <laughs> 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 he missed his calling working for the UN. I love it. <laughs> the man's a genius in many ways. Oh, yeah, and my my chosen one. Mm, mm, (laughs) Filoni, mm -hmm. in Filoni we trust. (laughs) Hashtag Filoni gets it. Yeah. But what we Um, don't get,
1: Filoni, is the (laughs) biological makeup, the DNA structure of
0: our boy, Corky. I mean, we kind of get it. It's all, everything about Corky is reading in between the lines. That's, It's so funny because he really looks physically like a perfect combination of Obi Wan and Satine. Right. If you and I will, I will definitely include screenshots again on Tumblr and on the post on our website for this, so you can see. His eyes are the exact same shape as Obi Wan's, mm-hmm. and one time I even, <laughs> I had a lot of time on my hands. Don't judge me. <laughs> Never. No, no judgment. <laughs> I, I photoshopped Corky's hair. Onto Obi-Wan from that scene where Obi-Wan had his head shaved. I remember that post. I remembered it was brilliant. Yeah, (laughs) Like I said, I had a lot of time on my hands. (laughs) A lot of free time. I love it, though. (laughs) But it fits perfectly. His hair is like a perfect mix of Satine's blonde Mm -hmm. and Obi-Wan's red. He's got the shape of Satine's nose, the shape of her lips, and like the shape of Obi-Wan's chin if he wasn't... You know didn't have a beard so or an adolescent like corky is right right and i saw somebody did some artwork of corky and then they added a beard to it oh. and it was obi-wan like it was yeah yeah and they, they just they showed their like before and after it was pretty funny it was like yeah there's like it's spooky how similar they are yeah so
1: there's the obvious the obvious is in the looks right and yeah do we ever know who his mom and f- dad are like who- it's just the nephew of Satine but I need more answers than that because it's not uh it- it's not conquer I mean it's very vague how many sisters or brothers did Satine and
0: uh what's her name bo Yeah, bo how many what
1: other what other
0: siblings they don't even have the same accent, and there is nothing about Bo and Satine that looks like physically similar in their facial structure, even their eye color. Like yeah. everything about them is very different. But I mean, I know that Satine and Bo are brothers, are sisters, but I, I've heard that they have a brother. But again, mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of stuff on like Wikipedia and online. I don't know if this is addressed anywhere in canon because I haven't read any of the more recent novels. I don't think it's in any of the graphic novels or comic books, but I don't know. If anyone knows, please let us yeah, know. Yeah, please. Message us, tell us, because Cause we're interested where this family tree comes from. It's all very ambiguous.
1: You know, and Mandalorians are just messy overall, so I, I would buy that there's a there's a straggler <laughs> crease out there. Like, <laughs> you know, either yeah. was... um. Estranged from the family or was not recognized by the family, you know, because Mandalorians are so, I mean, ride or die for each other. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have died, you know, on the flip side of that, and he's not a part of the picture or she, if it's another sister.
0: I don't know. Corky just doesn't look like Bo to me. They have, she's got red hair, and that's about where it ends. She has like a whole different facial Mm -hmm. structure. So, I don't know. And, like, I re-watched the episode that mostly features Corky. Um, It's called The Academy. It's in season three. And I made some notes about, like, his mannerisms that were standing out to me. Like, he very clearly has, obviously, the facial structure and all of that. But he also is, like, he's extra the way Obi-Wan is. Like, there's a part where he and a bunch of friends ride up on a, a speeder. And he jumps over the handlebars to get down and his friends all just walk down mm. off the ramp. <laughs> like, like
1: normal people. He's extra. So <laughs> that runs in the Kenobi blood. Yeah. Exactly. He's a Kenobi you know what? not to not to interrupt. <laughs> but I pulled up Wikipedia since you brought it up. Mm. It says a scion of House Crees. Uh-huh. Scion is. A detached living portion of a plant. Hmm. Okay, so just roll with it. Joined to a stock in grafting. Okay, or a descendant of a wealthy, aristocratic, or influential. So
0: descendant, does that help? I mean, it's it doesn't really answer Can you descend way. from the family? Well, if he's a descendant, they're saying Corky is a scion? Yeah. A scion of House Crees. So he's a descendant of... Well, and do the Creeses. Do they track lineage through the mother or the father?
1: Right. That's so the other question. That would
0: answer, like, if it's just through the mother, you know that Corky is a crease through his mother as opposed to through his father. That, I mean, this is getting really. <laughs> wow, we need to know! <laughs> really into we it. have
1: got to know! <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> these, are the, these are the details. I'm looking at all of the words just to see if there's, you know, I mean,. It's Wikipedia, but still, I'm, I'm yep. looking for anything because we we've got nothing. So
0: throw us a bone here, guys. Anywho, oh my god, I love it. Um,
1: fucking Mandalorians.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god, but their honor code and their blood lines and yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. Who is?
1: Who is messier, the whole of Mandalore or the whole of the name Skywalker?
0: Oh, God. I'll it's wait. Just, yeah. <laughs> Give me a minute to consult my Star Wars encyclopedia.
1: We'll, well, yeah. we'll
0: cover that in another episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Derailed. Honestly, probably Skywalkers. Oh, Skywalkers, yeah. <laughs> Let's be serious. They came first. <laughs> Hidden identities. All sorts of, like, being... Uh, what is it immaculately conceived out of the force yeah, yeah. that's way yeah you, more they're,
1: they're starting off with a bang sorry mandalore yeah.
0: <laughs> or not a bang because there was no there was no okay there's no, no big bang but
1: just oh those skywalkers anyway <laughs> tangent ending right now <laughs> god i love us It wouldn't be an episode of Most Things
0: Kenobi if there wasn't a tangent or two, am I right? Yeah, we've got to go off the rails a little bit. (laughs) Uh. All right. There are mannerisms, yes. There's visual similarities. There's the whole, like, you know, he thinks with his chin, the same exact way Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan does. But what it comes down to is whether or not you believe, not you necessarily, Leanne, but anyone listening, believes that... Obi-Wan and Satine's connection, was it purely emotional when they were young and they met? Or was it more than that and deeper than that? Because you can either buy into the George Lucas school of thought or the, I, I'm going to say Dave Filoni school of thought, but I don't know if he's like purely responsible because he shared producing powers. <laughs> producing yes, powers with George Lucas. He did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> on the Clone Wars. So George Lucas could veto basically anything mm-hmm. that Dave Filoni came mm-hmm. up with. So I don't know who's responsible, but I'm going to just call it Dave Filoni. So, like, Obi-Wan is the perfect Jedi, right? He is, and, and I that is not 100% true. He's very flawed. But, like, he's supposed to be, like, the mm-hmm. Galahad figure mm-hmm. in Star Wars, right? Very pure of heart, like, really sincere yep. in his wish to be a good yes. Jedi. But... Then the Clone Wars comes along and makes you realize he's a lot more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. And he never explicitly says anything about his relationship with Satine. He always says, I had feelings for her. You know, it was, um, I cared Mm -hmm. for her. He never Mm -hmm. says, I love you. And he never says that they had a relationship. He just says, had you said the word, I would have Mm -hmm. left the Jedi Order. Right? So... Nobody ever really comes right out and says it. So what do you think? Do you think that they had I definitely an do. innocent love? Oh, innocent? No. No.
1: Because <laughs> I want to believe that Obi-Wan Kenobi has gotten down and dirty. Okay, <laughs> but that's my selfish, Kenobi-loving person speaking. From... from from the Star Wars realm, canon versus non-canon, ideal versus, you know, what we believe is true versus what it is. I, He's a human just like the rest of the Jedi were. And we know that several had relationships, some with each other, some with uh, non-Jedi, um, non-Force-sensitive individuals. And I think that Obi-Wan had a romantic relationship. It was more physical than, they're not going to say it he's not gonna say it because he's held to this i mean he's bound to the code and he probably views it as like a mistake and he has to try and right his wrong not a mistake in the sense that loving her was a mistake mm. but a mistake in what you know i mean the same thing as with right. yeah anakin and Padme. anakin knew it was wrong but anakin said, Fuck he violated it. his code o- obi-wan's not the type right yeah so but when I first watched Clone Wars and I first saw Corky, yeah. it never crossed my mind that he could be Obi-Wan's son at all. I didn't think till later on. No. And then after, like, things came out, Dave Filoni talked about it. Um, I read things online. I was like, oh, oh, OK. Yeah, I could see this. Now I think he is because there's so many subtleties there that aren't so subtle after you think. But when he was first on there, I was like, oh, a nephew. Okay, they're adding depth to to Satine. That's how I took it first time.
0: I think that's how I took it too. I can't remember anymore because I've gotten so
1: <laughs> drenched yeah.
0: so deep into this
1: <laughs> Well, theory. I remember because <laughs> I remember seeing stuff about Corky and the theories that were coming out. And then like getting into the the depth of like Obi-Wan and Satine's relationship and then I thought how the hell did I miss that <laughs> you know it was one of those things mm-hmm. like
0: <laughs> Leanne duh look at him like you know <laughs> I mean I I agree with you but I I think that so one of my arguments right is that there's several reasons I still think that they did have more than just like an infatuation it was mm-hmm. it the tension survived like 15 years of them not seeing each other that's a great point
1: that stuff that is shit left unsaid that is shit left unfinished exactly
0: that's scorned love Mm -hmm. you don't just hang on to that Mm -hmm. tension and bitterness if you were infatuated with you thought some, you had a crush and it wasn't requited that doesn't happen like you don't hold on to that shit for 15 years and bring it it back up also, like, Satine's dying breath she used to tell him that she loved him. That's the truth. Yes.
1: Dying breaths are important. <laughs> okay? Yes. And th- they had to think about... Th- th- think of it from a creating... A creation, production, production. excuse me, point of view. Like, they knew writing that in. Like, that was important. That mm-hmm. was a key thing, right? Right. So, it was purposeful.
0: Right. And, I like, I get why they withheld obi-wan ever saying i love you to her because that would detract from him saying it to anakin in revenge of the sith i get it but i do think that like the subtext says it all so another reason i think that they had more than just you know a sweet Childish love is because they have like a physical intimacy that he doesn't have with any other character. And I did a post on this once where I put all the pictures of how he grabs her hand or touches her shoulder or like puts his hand on her back or like even when they're out, out running the missile at the end of the first episode in the Mandalore arc. She, he starts to run. He turns. She jumps into his arms, and they fall down that elevator shaft. And he covers her body with his. Yes, that's without thinking. Yes, right. And like that's like physical understanding. mm -hmm. Like they've done that before. Very good point. (laughs) Yes. Probably because they were out running bounty hunters or whatever. But still, like, like I said in a post, like, they are animating this. They could have had him physically land anywhere and he lands on top of her. Yes, true. All subtext. You can't say it outright, so you do it with your visuals and, like, that is... Which, let's applaud the fact that a damn
1: animated show could do all of this, right? And so, brilliantly, like, kudos to the team.
0: (laughs) Seriously, it's so, um, I don't know, it's just, like, really fucking good storytelling. Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) It
1: is. And here we are, how many years later, still asking the question. People are still talking about it. People are still writing about it. People are still, you know, theorizing, making memes, you know, photoshopping (laughs) Obi-Wan's hair onto Corky's head. I mean,
0: (laughs) (laughs) because I got nothing better to do with my time. (laughs) Well, you and I, I think... Didn't we just see something, I think maybe you sent it to me on Instagram, of Corky showing up Oh, in, on Tatooine? Yeah, they did a real life,
1: it was a meme, kind of, of Obi-Wan in the Kenobi television series coming up. And Corky shows up in Mandalorian armor and says, hey, I'm the nephew of Satine Kreese."
0: Yeah. And and I sent it to It'd be so cool if that I happened. I sent it
1: to you, and the whoever the actor was that they put in that meme was like, actually perfect right it was a very mature version of you know real life version of the Mm -hmm. animated character and could you imagine how much obi-wan would shit his pants oh my
0: god the whole fandom would shit their pants. well yeah i mean (laughs) besides that
1: but i need to see (laughs) we need to see what the facial expression is on and to see what, what's conveyed there so we know we get more information.
0: And just because he shows up doesn't mean that even Corky knows one way or the other. Maybe Corky doesn't even know who his father is. He just knew that Obi-Wan was important to Satine. Yeah, I have this
1: whole thing in my head of like, he probably found something of Satine's. He or or maybe Bo gave him something that was important to Satine. It had some h- hinting at a Jedi, mm-hmm. and then he went on this yeah. this like quest to find Obi Wan. And meanwhile, Obi Wan's just trying to take care of Luke from a distance. And here comes this per- this this DNA matched <laughs> male <laughs> who's freakily too much like himself. You know, I have this whole yeah. thing planned oh. out in my head already.
0: Oh. <laughs> For him to open the door and for them to look at each other and realize that they look like each like, other. Like, wait a second. Hold on. Leanne, they should have had you write this series. I've been saying. <laughs> I've been saying. No.
1: <laughs> it does make me excited for the Kenobi series for more than one reason, but the maybe we'll get tidbits, you know?
0: Yeah, there could be something really good in there. It could ruin everything or it could be beautiful. I can't wait to see what happens. And we
1: will cover it every single episode. Don't you worry. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So the other question I get all the time with this scenario is why would Satine keep Corky a secret from Obi-Wan? If he was... Obi Wan's son. Why wouldn't she tell him?
1: To protect Obi Wan, and what he believes in, to not derail him or make him think maybe. Cause you know, I think Obi Wan would be the type that if he found out he had a son or daughter, he would not abandon that son or daughter. Mm-hmm. I imagine that Satine would keep it hidden from him, knowing how important it is. I mean, shit. If if he didn't uh, give up the code and his jedi path for her then she would probably think like i don't want him to give it up for the sun like it's important to him right mhm yeah so i i think of it more of a selfless like i understand that being a jedi is obviously very important to him i'm going i'm going to keep this a secret i don't know that's
0: that's what i would yeah. think but i'm yeah. not sure what about you i totally agree with that that's on my list <laughs> mm. I have written a post about this, so I, yeah, I have, I had, like, four elements that I thought would be, or four reasons why she wouldn't tell him, and that was one of them. Oh, what are the others? The other one is her life was always in danger. Oh, yeah. So she wouldn't even Mm -hmm. have told Corky, you know, that she was his mother because it's safer if he wasn't, like, a royal descendant, like, going to inherit the dukedom or the... Duchess-dom. Yes, very true. Yes. Because, I mean, she had many like, life attempts on her life, even before we see her in the Clone Wars, and then Mm -hmm. during the Clone Wars, we see, well, one very successful attempt on her life. Yes, right. Well, and I also thought maybe to protect Corky from the Jedi, because if... Oh, shit. What if he was Force-sensitive... I didn't think of that. That's true. You know, the Mandalorians hate the Jedi. At least they have a long history of hating them, and they would not have wanted one of their own to be claimed by the Jedi.
1: That's a very obvious one I didn't think of. But you're right. Which is interesting, because we are introduced to Corky while Ahsoka is, like, teaching them, instructing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like... You know she's there representing, and which which is, it's messy. You know it but is. <laughs> as we as we later learn, Ahsoka becomes kind of, I'll say pivotal in the Mandalorian, how the Mandalorians, yeah, I mean evolve. I guess survive. Yeah, or, yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely, she's more important than she probably knew at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's so much here, corruption in Mandalore. My God,
1: and here we are so many years later with the actual Mandalorian television series where there are Jedi, again, assisting Mandalorians. Um mm-hmm. And Bo obviously has a very close connection to Ahsoka, obviously, right? And it's shown in the Mandalorian. And then we have Luke, who doesn't give a fuck. He's going to help whoever he can. Now Mandalorians, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. They're in need. I don't care who they are. I'm going to help. them. like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Luke's the exception to everything, so, but...
0: I think in Legends, doesn't Luke help them, um, like, reestablish their... I might be wrong on that, but I thought that I had read that somewhere, that Luke had, like, helped Mandalore... This is obviously no longer canon at all. Right, but I mean... But, like, help them reestablish themselves after the Empire basically stripped them of all of their resources and left as they did so many planets so many (laughs) planets Mm -hmm. well the last reason i have is that maybe she just felt really betrayed by obi-wan like he chose the jedi over her and she maybe didn't want to face rejection if he i mean like you i don't believe that he would have turned his back on corky but maybe after like being vulnerable with him and then he still left. Mandalorian and went back to the Jedi. Maybe she didn't mm-hmm. trust that he would choose her and Corky over the Jedi. I don't know. That was just a, a very theoretical idea there, but I
1: mean human emotion would support that theory, right? Yeah. That would have been a hard pill to swallow. For Satine. But well, seriously, um, you
0: wouldn't have been leading with your mind. You'd have been leading with your heart in a moment like that. You'd have just been feeling hurt and abandoned. And, yep. Yeah. You never know. The
1: reasons why I think that Obi-Wan wouldn't have abandoned his son or daughter is because Luke wasn't even any way connected, and he didn't abandon that child, and it was the child of his best friend and brother who betrayed him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's So a great if point. he can...
1: If he can do it in that respect, I, I completely believe that he would do it for his own flesh and blood. Especially from a joint connection with a woman he does love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not did love, does love. So, yeah,
0: which he says in season seven, you know, Bo says, I thought you cared about her, and he said I did, and I still do. Still won't say I love her, but well, that's as close as we're going to get. That's all right. <laughs> We know. (laughs) (laughs) Because of subtext and Dave Filoni, we can read between the lines.
1: (laughs) Beautiful work, honestly. Last week we talked about our favorite Sith, what makes a great Sith, and then we asked who is your favorite Sith? And we got quite a few responses. In fact, Chalazer Lightsaber said, Sidious, gotta give Sheev some credit when it's due. But I feel like Plagueis was also a threat to society. But then she adds, For fuck's sake, my phone autocorrected Sidious to Sudokus. We love that. In fact, comments were kind of split. A lot of people went for Sidious, but a lot of people really like Maul too. Ironite says on YouTube, my favorite Sith is definitely Maul. He's nuts and so entertaining to watch, but Vader is a close second. One of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars is the ending scene in Rogue One. And let me tell you something, Ironite, my favorite Vader scene ever, also at the end of Rogue One. Amazing. We ran a Twitter poll as well, and it turns out that Sidious won. So it's split. Sidious versus Maul. Not a bad combo. So, obviously, we've gone over many points and counterpoints as to what we think when it comes to Corky and whether or not he is Obi-Wan's biological son or not. We want to ask you: we've heard a lot of chatter. Unrelated to this podcast, but we want to know: How do you feel? What do you think? And why do you think he's the son of Obi Wan? Do you do you think he's just the nephew of some unnamed, unknown brother, or sister of Satine? I mean, this is this is uh, there's a lot of ins and outs with this one, and we would love, 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 love to know what you think.
0: Join us next week for. A really fun subject. I even love the title. We have it titled already, of course. Why Dave Filoni is a Goddamn Genius. That is the
1: title. That is the working title, the functioning title, the final title. Why Dave Filoni is a Goddamn Genius. All caps. Part one of many, I'm sure. (laughs) No, but we're going to get into the man. We're going to get into his beginning, where he's going, all the things to come. Everything he's done, his his style, his knowledge, um, the respect he's gained. Perhaps, uh, are there others out there who don't like him? (gasps) Shame. Clutch my pearls. (laughs) If there are people out there who don't like him, we see you, we respect you, but we disagree with you.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Your opinion is allowed. Everyone's allowed to not like Dave. Yes. If they don't yep. like him. It's fine. I can handle yes, it. Yes, but, but next
1: week, we are it's all love.
0: It's all love. Yeah. Well, and we can talk a little more about maybe his background a little bit. Maybe there's some things you don't know about him um, that we can dive into. But well, there's always definitely... my
1: personal hometown connection.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> maybe you can use it to entice him onto this show.
1: I'm going to try.
0: I'm going to try. <laughs> When this episode comes out, we need everyone to love bomb Dave Filoni and tag him in our can post.
1: we Can we put out the request to our followers, listeners, and lovers to just love bomb Dave Filoni for us? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> thank you. He deserves it.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on Most Things Kenobi, the podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you know where to find us, mostthingskenobi.com.
0: So until next time, my space twin, may the Force be with you. Always.